0: God bless you and welcome to the Love the Neighbor podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Wilson. And today on Monday Motivation, we're going to be talking about three reasons why you need to truly understand the gospel. want to thank you for all of your support. Those of you guys that have been supporting us, uh, praying for us, uh, please get this message out. Share this with friends and family members, people who need to know the word deeper. You know that we are going in and we're studying scripture uh, so that we can empower, equip and impact the body of Christ and to reach those who don't know Jesus. And so if you don't know the scriptures, you don't know the words check out this podcast share it with other people and we definitely believe that we can reach the world together for Jesus Christ if you are supporting us we want to thank you for your support please go to anchor.fm slash anthonywilson dash support and you can support us 99 cent 499 999 whatever uh, is on your heart to become a monthly partner and support us if you want to give a one-time gift uh, maybe you maybe you won that that mega mega million and you want to drop something on us go to cash app go to dollar sign a wilson 2273 and be a blessing we thank you for all your love and support get ready for our episode this week on Monday Motiv- Motivation. Three reasons why you need to understand the gospel. I'll be right back. Welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Wilson. And today we are diving into our Monday Motivation I'm going to give you three reasons why you truly need to understand the gospel. In our culture today, we have created our own version of what the gospel is. Uh, we say things like uh, accept Jesus Christ as Lord, take Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. But is that really what the Bible teaches? Is that really What we're supposed to be doing, or do we really have the power and privilege uh, to make Jesus our Lord, or is He already the Lord, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Is He already the one who is, who was, and is to come? And what we have to do is believe that, come to the realization that He's already Lord and He already died for our sins and is risen to the right hand of the father on high where he was in the very beginning. And so this accepting Jesus Christ as Lord, I hope what we mean is that we're believing and acknowledging that he was already Lord. When we say we take Jesus Christ as Lord, I hope we're saying that uh, we're submitting our life to him uh, because if we're not saying that, then we're asking Jesus um, to come work for us. And if he doesn't do what we want him to do, then we can fire Jesus because we made him Lord. We gave him the job. We gave him the position. Um, It's like a person um, asking Jesus to come move into their house. Well, if Jesus moves into your house, then if you don't like him as a tenant, you can put him out. And so these ideas sometimes create um, a struggle, a struggle for people. And so we want you to know um, that it's more to this thing called salvation, this thing called the gospel. So I'm going to give you three reasons why you need to understand the gospel better, understand the gospel better. All right. So this is going to it's going to go quick. The first thing is the gospel is what you stand on. So many times you hear people say, I'm standing on the word of God. I'm standing. But really, the thing that makes you stand, the thing that keeps you um, on track, the thing that um, gives you firm footing is the gospel. And so let's read the words of the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 uh, through 5. It says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which you already received, in which you stand. When you receive this message, which means you believed it, now you stand on this message because your eternity is based upon the gospel message. Your eternity is is built on the gospel. Verse two, by which you also are saved. So not not only are you standing, but you are saved. And we're going to talk about soteria, what it means to be saved um, in a few minutes. Um, He says, "If, if you hold fast to the words, which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain, which this is interesting because we can't decide who truly believes and who truly doesn't there is here the idea that you can believe in vain that you can believe and really not believe unto salvation that you really not get it you really not hold on to it because the proof that you hold on to it the proof that you believe it is that you stay in it you continue in it you 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 don't put Jesus out. You don't fire Jesus. You don't walk away from him um, as if he was a temporary test to see if uh, he'll fix my life. Verse three, for I deliver to you, first of all, which I, what I received that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. Everything Paul is saying is according to the scriptures and verse five, And was seen by Cephas and then by the 12. Uh, He believed in the resurrection of Christ. He stood on it. He believed that it was his salvation. This word stand 2476 in your Strong's Concordance. Histamine. (laughs) A couple of weeks ago, I preached a message um, and I used the term antihistamine, which means to resist. This word means to make a stand to make a stand it means to continue it means to persist it means to be preserved by faith and so uh, you continue in your belief that Jesus Christ died for your sins according to the scriptures and rose again and you live your life according to that belief system how do I know that people need to hear the gospel more often because so many people live their life as if Jesus died so that I could have uh, more money or he died so that I could be successful in my business or he died so that I can have the things in this life that I want. No, his death paid for our sin and his resurrection opened the door for eternity. And so he didn't die for anything temporary. Because if that was the case, if he only died to save our sins and save us from our sins, then he would have stayed in the ground. But the destination is with the father. And so his death opens the door for new life. When he raised from the grave, he gave us new life. And so you got to understand that the gospel is bigger than this life. We, we don't believe the gospel So that we can have a better life here. We believe the gospel because God has already ordained for our eternity to come. And so uh, these things can pass away and they are passing away. And so we can't put our trust, our hope, our peace, our happiness in things that are passing away. And so Jesus died for our sins, which saves us. He delivered us. He healed us from the effects of sin. Then Jesus rose again. Giving us eternal life, setting us at the right hand of God with him in heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6 says that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Colossians chapter 1 or Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1 says that if we are risen with Christ, then we are to seek those things which are above where Christ dwells. This word, gospel, evangelion, evangelion, uh, 28 or 2098 in your strong is the good news concerning, uh, the coming of the Messiah. Here's something that you don't realize the gospel includes the entire Bible. It is not just the words that you say when you get saved. It is not just the means to save a person. It is the entire Bible. This is you've got to understand this, that the entire Bible is the story of man's sin and God's plan to deliver man from their sin. That is the entire story From Genesis to Revelations, you are reading the entire story of the gospel. And there's so many details. There's so many parts to it. There's so many things being said that you you may have missed that you reduce it all down to one message. The one message that one man's sin created death and one man's death created life. Mm. One man's sin caused death. And one man's death brought life. That's the entire Bible. When, when when Adam sinned in the garden, Adam sinned in the garden, it caused death. When Jesus died on the cross and rose again, it gave us life. And that's the entire Bible in a nutshell. Now, there, now there's a lot of details. There's a lot of things that are going on. But that's the gospel message. Listen, the gospel is not an invitation. The gospel is a command. See, if you put Jesus Christ as Lord, then you'll understand that God is commanding us to believe and repent and receive salvation. Let me give you a couple of scriptures. Uh, Here's one that you know very well, and this is one that if we really, really dig into it, people do have a problem with this. Uh, Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10. um, Here's what it says, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, number one, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Uh, He says clearly that if you confess the Lord Jesus, Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father." But if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my father. That doesn't sound like an invitation. That sounds like a command. That sounds like he's telling you, if you do this, if you confess me before men, confess me as Lord before men. This is tough because us accepting Jesus Christ as Lord is not us confessing that he's Lord. He's already Lord. So we don't get to say if he's Lord or not, we have to confess that he is Lord. We don't take him as Lord because he's already Lord. We don't make him Lord because he is the Lord. We, we we don't have to make him Lord. So we confess him as Lord. We say that Jesus Christ is Lord. What does this mean? He is the master and the owner of our life. You know how he became the master and owner is that he died for our sins he took our debt and so we no longer are slaves to sin we are now bought with a price that he is our owner so Romans ten nine says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved If you do this, if you do what you're being told to do here, you'll be saved. And you say, well, how is that a command? Watch this in Acts chapter 17, verses uh, 30 and 31. Truly, Paul says, uh, or the writer Luke says about Paul, truly, these these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. So who is that person? Jesus. Who is that person? Jesus. So he commands all men everywhere to repent. That's the command. All men everywhere to repent. Let me give you a little more. Thessalonians. 2 uh, Thessalonians chapter 1 Verses 6-8 Look, since it is a righteous thing With God to repay with tribulation Those who trouble you He's talking to the believers in Thessalonica And give you who are troubled rest with us When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven With his mighty angels So when Jesus comes, you're going to have rest he says, uh, and he's going to come with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. He so said, wait a minute. We mean obey here, here. Here's what I mean by obey. If you confess with your mouth. The Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved if you do this. This means if you obey what I'm telling you, then you will be saved. See, we've made that more of an invitation than a command. And because of that, people say, well, yeah, maybe I'll do it, maybe. Or or if they do do it, they do it with the idea that they have the power to uh, employ Jesus or fire him. He can come live with me, but if he don't do right, I'm putting him out. (laughs) he bring him along for the ride instead of saying that I'm getting in his car and we're going where he says to go. And so the gospel is what you stand on. The gospel is not an invitation. It's a command. And thirdly, the gospel is the power of God, the dunamis power of God. I'm going to break this down. Um, for you, and then we're gonna be done because I need you to take notes. <laughs> I need you to reach out to me. I need you to ask me your questions because you gotta have questions. You gotta have questions about this because some of us have gone down to the altar and we um, accepted Jesus Christ as Lord. That doesn't mean you're not saved. That just doesn't. That just means that you may not understand what it means being saved. So here's what Paul says. In Romans chapter one and verse sixteen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation <clears throat> for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, and also <clears throat> excuse me, to the Greek. Here's what he says: that the power of salvation is in the gospel. Here's what it means. Here's here's what salvation is, y'all. This is the part that we have to get. So salvation, um, the Greek word soteria, 4991 in your Strong's, literally means deliverance, salvation. It means welfare, prosperity. It means preservation and salvation for safety. But then there's another word attached to it, sozo, which is 4982. Sozo means to rescue, save. God rescues um, believers. He delivers them out of destruction and into his safety. He delivers them out of destruction and into his safety. We put it this way. To be saved means you're saved from the penalty of sin, which is judgment. You are delivered from the power of sin, which is bondage. And you are healed from the sickness of sin, which leads to death. Let me say it again. Uh, To be saved means that you are saved from the penalty of sin, which is judgment. You are delivered from the power of sin, which is bondage. And you are healed from the sickness of sin, which leads to death, which leads to death. And so I'm going to end with this. I want you to write these verses down if you're listening to me. If, if not, go back and replay this so you can hear it again uh, so that you can get these verses. So number one, you hear the gospel. Romans 1.16, because the gospel is the power of God. Uh, Romans 10.9 and 10 is how you are saved. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved before because with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Right? Uh, Colossians 1.13. Write that down. You are delivered. You are delivered. Uh, The Bible says that God has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. But not only are you delivered, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24 says, by his stripes we were healed. We were healed from the sickness of sin that led to death. And so we had a terminal disease which was sin and God healed us so that we now have life. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24 healed. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13 sealed. When you heard the gospel, when you heard the truth, which is the gospel, and you believed it, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit of promise came and sealed you and sealed. Man, I wish I could get into that because there's so much to that sealing of you. The it's the Holy Spirit is protecting you. The Holy Spirit is preserving you. The Holy Spirit is keeping you. And so this is all through salvation. Uh, the next is second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17 you are freed the Bible says that where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty there is freedom there is freedom and so you are saved Romans 10 9 and 10 you are delivered Colossians 1:13 uh, you are healed first Peter 224 you are sealed Ephesians 1:13 and you are free. 2 Corinthians chapter three and verse 17. Replay this. Replay these things that we talked about. Make sure that the gospel is deep down in your spirit, because if you're uh, not hearing and replaying the gospel, because the, the, the gospel is how you stand. The gospel is how you have the right perception of this life. Without understanding the gospel, you may think that Jesus died for temporary things that will fade away when he died for eternal things that will never ever fade away so if you're listening I want you to repeat these words after me listen say dear Lord I confess today Jesus as Lord Father God I believe in my heart that you have raised him from the dead from this day forward I will submit my life to Jesus as Lord I confess my sins before you in truth forgive me wash me Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. In Jesus name I pray. Amen and amen. If you prayed that with me, you are saved. If you are saved, you should have still prayed that with me. Because that's what you are standing on. That confession of faith. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Love Thy Neighbor podcast. Thank you for your prayers and your support. Remember, love the Lord your God with all of your heart soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. God bless you.